<clears throat> so anyway, um, yeah, man, fucking, you working this week or you, are you still on vacation? I'm working. I'm working hard in those streets. Uh, <laughs> nice. You finally selling yourself to men again? Or not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost <laughs> up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. You're riding on a jet airliner en route from London to New York. You're at 35,000 feet atop an overcast and roughly 55 minutes from Idlewild Airport. But what you've seen occur inside the cockpit of this plane is no reflection on the aircraft or the crew. It's a safe, well-engineered, perfectly designed machine. And the men you've just met are a trained, cool, highly efficient team. Cool. The problem is simply that the plane is going too fast. And there is nothing within the realm of knowledge, or at least logic, to explain it. Unbeknownst to passenger and crew, this <clears throat> aeroplane is heading into an uncharted region, well off the beaten track of commercial travelers. It's moving into the twilight zone. What you're about to see, we call the Odyssey of Flight 33. It's a weird one where he tells you the title. <laughs> like, it's the first time, really. Submitted for your approval for the Midnight Society. <laughs> Are you like, afraid of the dark? Yeah, it's just like I, I was waiting for him to say in the Twilight Zone, but he, he didn't. It was just like jarring almost. I always love when he has to backpedal like three or four sentences. <laughs> like, And then here, he, perfectly oiled machine here, the perfectly top crew. Uh, and they, uh, they're, they're, they're on their way across the country and... But um, okay, how can I wrap this together? They're gonna find themselves in the Twilight Zone. Like he just like seems like he stumbles upon it, and he has to end it with Twilight Zone. This is one of those rare ones. He just doesn't even mention it, and he just uh, he still finds a way to ramble on though. This one, it was like, yes, it's almost like he didn't know what to say since he didn't really write half this freaking story to begin with, you know. I mean, it was writer kind of written just read certainly. But yeah, I mean, a lot of it came from because his it, it, okay. So Rod Serling and then Rob Serling was his brother. Are they like the uh, the Ryan brothers of <laughs> of, of TV? I guess? But Both one just really so obese. happens to be uh, uh, an aviation journalist. What the fuck? That's not a job. That's a hobby. Yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> needless to say, his brother Rob was one, or had the hobby, or whatever you want to call it. So he like wrote a lot of the dialogue of this uh, episode, so it sounded like what pilots would actually say in the cockpit of a yeah. 707 Boeing. It wasn't drilled into your head enough by seeing... A 707 Boeing flying. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's. Um, this is directed by Just Addis. It sounds like it's a one of those uh, Simpsons phone call prank names. It's, it's just, it, it. I thought it was Justice Addis. J U S A D D I S S. That seems like a made up name to me. So Just Addis. 
It's also as Justice Addis, like you mentioned. Uh, the let's see here. Uh, I guess we'll do the intros. Uh, first of all, let me just say I love our new intro theme song. Adding the dark territory has made this this whole experience so much better. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, do you, in case people have missed it, uh, mm. do you, you want to tell them where that came from? Why why that came up? Yeah, we. Uh, it's from Dark Territory. The end. No, we. Uh, me and Frank did a. <laughs> I don't want to say failed, but I don't want to say successful either. Oh, it, it was a total fail. We we did I a video conference part. of watching Under Siege Two: Dark Territory with a with Steven Seagal, and it was uh, you know <sighs> fun, but not successful. No, we'll find a better way to do it. It's just gonna take some time. We'll try this the best. week. Yeah. Oh God. But uh. Toward the end of the episode, I completely forgot, and I think you did as well. He does a spot-on Rod Serling impression when he gets to Dark Territory. And when we were watching, it was like, yo, we got to make that. (laughs) We got to incorporate that in the beginning of the uh, show, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm pretty good at, like, making plans and doing things. But when it comes up, like, like, you you know my memory for things on the fly. It's, it's in, it's. In and out. It is just like gone. So I was like, <laughs> I have to write this down because it's that important. And I did it. I remembered. I Yeah, when you played, dude, I was like clap for you. I was like, yeah. wow, awesome, dude. I was like, <laughs> it's even better because I didn't tell you I did it. I just did it. <laughs> I remembered and I did it. But uh that's the new intro. And this is episode 54 of LIW, the Twilight Zone Review. Of Twilight Zone Season 2, Episode 18, Odyssey of Flight 33, another one with numbers. This one debuted February 24th, 1961. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Lynx. Well, Frank, we're several minutes into this episode already. We have yet to discuss the episode whatsoever. We are seriously six minutes in. <laughs> well, I, uh, I have a lot of clips from the movie Airplane, okay. so I'm ready. I'm, I'd rather hear clips from Airplane than this episode. Uh, so so tell me your thoughts on this episode you liked it i i don't not like i loved it i think it's just boring as shit it is so goddamn boring and cheap this is such a money-saving episode all the dialogue and actually it's not because this was the most expensive episode in tz history because they bought some footage of a claymation dinosaur yeah was that it yeah that's why That's the whole episode they're going, look out over there. Can you see that? Yeah, describe to me in detail what you see because we can't afford to show it. It's Long Island. Look. And then you see the Hudson. You see you see uh, Staten Island. And uh, don't look, though. Don't don't show outside. Anyway, uh, you'll have to take my word for it. The whole episode They do all that. that. Yeah. It is ridiculous. But then they show you anyway. <laughs> then they show you some random shot of a, of a plane going by at 18 miles an hour, like six and a half feet up above a dinosaur <laughs> when then they cut back and they're above the goddamn clouds <laughs> like what the fuck and nobody in the cabin sees it in the back none of the passengers see this dinosaur and the bron- <laughs> the brontosaurus is like huh what the hell's yeah. that a jet what's a jet <laughs> the dinosaur was slightly less amazed than the people in 1939 <laughs> like <laughs> it was like oh shit i saw that last week and people 39 are like what's a what's radar what's a What's a jet engine? I don't understand what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in 1939 they knew what radar was. Yeah, that bothered me a little bit. 
but uh, because I seem to remember submarines, submarines, submarines existing, yeah. and that was kind of like the whole basis of radar. Yeah. So no, that's sonar, but the same thing. Same just idea. Water. Yeah. Because um, we had planes then too. You know what? Yeah. We could be wrong. Who knows? Uh, you know, it, I'm I'm so confident that they knew what radar was in 1939 that uh, yeah, I don't even need to Google that to know. <laughs> I would say if I had to guess, radar was invented back maybe like the mid 20s. If I had to guess, 20, 1925, 26. Do you want to describe this episode? Because you seem to love it. I love this episode. It's great. It's uh, it's like the hotness. <laughs> okay, so. All right. The, where do I start? Um, this is one of the rare episodes where they go on for like 10 minutes before that Rod Serling uh, intro. To be honest with you. It's like an entire like scene uh between all seven pilots in the front of this freaking jet there's five pilots which are seem to be a necessity to fly this thing and also they have to have a stewardess in the cockpit at all times uh a, a horrible acting stewardess by the way i don't know about you but i'm feeling 22 that's what she acts like and i had to do a taylor swift there from the last episode we did <laughs> oh no let's do it all right <laughs> <laughs> all right so so and then rod stewart found his doppelganger and decided him to cast him for uh magellan he aged him a, a quarter century good god that guy was just like he was rough for, dude i remember for half of this episode i thought rod serling actually put himself in an episode I swore this guy was Rod Serling, man. <laughs> Only because I know the like, actor. I knew it wasn't him, but this guy's in a, a couple, I believe. But, dude, could he not be like a stunt double or something for Rod? Yeah, he's, for Rod? he's something. He's something, all right. <laughs> the teeth and everything. I mean, they both have some screwed up teeth. I don't know, but it is what it is. Anyway, I mean, I don't know, man. I just loved all the talk behind everything and then... This bitch comes in and she, you know, they're all nice to her, you know, because they probably all want to fuck her. He's in three episodes, by the way, this actor. What's his name? Sandy Kenyon. Why is everybody's name in this? In, uh, why is all the pilot's name? The, the, the one guy's name is Priscilla. Yeah. And here's the thing that bothered me about Magellan. Obviously, calling him Magellan pissed me off. Uh, Second, wasn't his real name. No, his name is Navigator Hatch. Never <laughs> once did they call him by Hatch. Once, did, in the beginning, the very opening, like no, towards later. The okay, okay, I didn't, I didn't hear it. I kept hearing him call him Magellan, which he called him about forty times. Yeah, um, mo- I love that. <laughs> Most of this, this whole episode takes place in a cockpit of a, 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 a the seven hundred seven. You called it right. That's the plane. I'm not, I'm not playing guy. So. It's just uh, our our pilot here, who's the most driest reader ever, talking to Oof. Magellan, and that's it. And then a stewardess would come in every once in a while, do like some sort of a like a Leslie Nielsen and airplane jokes, and walk out. And then the, the only those two talk, and everyone else in the cockpit just sits there and has like a, 
we're at blah, 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 you know, feet or so many knots per, you know, and then that's it. That's the only dialogue they can get in between these two fucking guys talking to each other this entire episode. Yep. I mean, because, well, you know, the radio guy is the radio guy. Yeah. Uh, he got annoying real quick. Um, you know, the <laughs> the co-pilot was the most confused man in the world. <laughs> and boy, did the look on his face show it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> And then you got Priscilla behind him, too, whose main job is to, I guess, go and check the rest of the plane out for damage after they go through, um, I guess, Mach 1. Or, yeah, which appears to just be minor turbulence, really. <laughs> that's that's the, the harsh reality <laughs> or, of Mach 1. Or five bombs going off at once. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because <laughs> it was just, it was a whole lot of just booms and crackles and shakes. Yeah. I was like, Wow, that's that's a really that was a very long that was a very long sound wave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh God, this episode I don't want to describe it. The because there's not much so, to it. I do have yeah. a couple things to say here about the opening. First okay. of all, uh, what the fuck is a heavy date? Well, no, two of them had two heavy dates. That was the same two girl. Heavy. They just referenced her again, which we reveal is her. Yeah, and she's going to see uh, Valkyrie instead of yeah Valkyrie. Valkyrie. I, I was Valhalla, which I don't I don't know what that means. That's a the Nordic hell, right? Valhalla. Uh, anyway, okay. The uh, yeah, she said she said it in a weird way, and I was like, "Am I saying have I, have I been saying that wrong my entire life? Isn't it Rise of the Valkyries?" <laughs> That song, and I was like, I, I thought the movie was great. <laughs> yeah, the the Tom Cruise one. Even though it's Tom Cruise, you didn't you didn't hate it. Well, he wasn't ripping anything off that I know of. Just World War Two. Just well, the suffering is of millions of Jews. He don't well, care about them. Was, look, he played it well. Uh, look, I hate Tom Cruise, but I liked him in that movie because he had one arm. One eye, he's all messed up, so that was good. I'd I, I like to see him suffering. And uh, he wasn't destroying a, a movie that I loved, yeah, so yeah. which he normally is. So, yeah, he was destroying a, a Reich that I love, though. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I don't know what a heavy date Nazis. is. <laughs> I don't know what a heavy <laughs> date is opposed to a normal date. Is, is that a heavy flow date? Is that a <laughs> is, is she gonna get gang banged? I have no idea what the heavy uh, portion of this <laughs> description is. I don't know. Either way, I don't want to be involved with this this fucking skank. The <laughs> it takes five men and a stewardess to fly a plane, like I mentioned, and it so you save a lot of money when you just have your actors go. This is their special effects for this episode. How many miles per hour are we going? We're going five hundred, five eighty. 590, 600, 700, 850. Oh my God. And it's just a still frame of this guy or still shot of this guy just saying numbers that are bigger than the last number he said. That's their fucking special effects. I was like, God damn it. How is this? And it's just a guy going, I have the weird sensation of speed. I feel like I have the need for him speed. and the British guy in the back are the only two <laughs> yeah. that got this, by the way. It's a, is this a trait that you can pick up, like a weird sixth sense? Where you, I, feel, <laughs> I feel the need for speed. Well, no. I, well, here. Do you want to hear it? Is this the British guy? Yeah, this, yeah, the British guy. Okay, yeah, absolutely. 
Well, I labeled it airplane scene. <laughs> that really narrows it down. It, no, you'll see why. You're going to fuck it up, aren't you? Is this the old lady talking? Mm-hmm. This is taking forever. Talk about ailments. Well, I had a gnat once in Boise, Idaho. Had one liver. of the worst livers in the medical history of the state. That woman, when she passed on, rest her soul, would you believe it? There were five medical associations who were bidding just to get her liver in a bottle on display. But her mother, that was my father's In sister, airplane, this is where the guy hangs himself. Yeah, yeah. And it was like I said to my late husband, you can't. What did you say you were, dear? A group captain, madam. I'm military attaché to the British Embassy in Washington. Oh, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I had a cousin that was... And it just keeps going. All right, now. That's She's literally like, a joke in Airplane where the woman keeps rattling on and the guy hangs himself. Yeah, but um, it's not a woman. It's him, whoever he talks to. Yeah, they, yeah. They hang themselves, set themselves on fire, or... <laughs> yeah, the monk... Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, airplane's great. Uh, airplane's amazing. Love that. <laughs> Love the airplane, dude. I even like the second one that people hated. The second yeah, one like, is not as funny, obviously, but it's it's a uh, it's in the vein of Wayne's World, where first Wayne's World is fucking hilarious, and the second one is like this desperate attempt to reclaim what they had, and you're like, this feels sad. The second, the only good part in the second one was when. Um, What's his, um, Chris Farley. Uh, why are you here? Yeah. Because I got no <laughs> myself to go. He's playing the tennis balls are in tennis balls. <laughs> yeah, <at him>. I <laughs> know. The mic stand falls over yeah. and they're shooting on tennis balls. <laughs> I love that they have strings on it and they're pulling them over. <laughs> yeah, that's a, there's funny stuff in it, but it, when you watch uh, Garth, you're like, he does not want to be here. <laughs> he just is like, I'm here because they paid me. I am Garth. <laughs> just going through That's the motions. Money. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. But uh, Airplane Two is is fun, but it's all over the place. And Airplane Shh. Two is the one with uh, Jeff Br- or um, uh, what's his name, Daddy Bridges. What's his name? What are you talking about? It's got um, it's got Shatner in it. Yeah, Shatner, but also um, oh man, oh man, who we who who we spacing out on? Jeff Bridges' dad. I can't think oh, Jeff Bri- Yeah. Um, I mean, Lloyd Bridges. He's, yeah, him. That's, that's the one that hit him, right? And uh, Robert, what's his name oh, from uh, Unsolved yeah, Mysteries? Isn't Lloyd Bridges the guy in the first one who's like, you know, it's, I he picked could the wrong be, I could be mixing him up. Sniff, sniff, sniff. What's that? He could be. I could be mixing him up. It could be. Uh... No, I think you're right. That's Lloyd Bridges. It's like, you know, I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Put <laughs> <laughs> the picture of himself on the wall. No, uh, doing the exact same pose. So when the, the shit really hits the fan, and then a big pile <laughs> yeah. of shit hits the fan for yeah. a reason. <laughs> anyway, uh, this flight is going from London to New York, so it's basically yep. the Flytanic. Uh, that's what I dubbed it. <laughs> the Flytanic. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny. I don't know because <laughs> it's doomed. <laughs> and then, uh, oh god, I can't get over that. <laughs> I wrote it down. And I forgot about it. That's uh, it's so good. <laughs> Flytanic. So you see a flight thirty-three, the Flytanic. <laughs> yeah, Flytanic would be a much better title. It's it's so, less on the on the nose. The somehow being very on the, the nose. Boeing seven hundred seven. The unfly. <laughs> they had to go the other way. Unflyable. <laughs> the Just, uncrashable. Yeah. Apparently. 
<laughs> yeah, the uh, not even time can top you know, take this thing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rod Stewart, or Rod Stewart. Wow, why do we keep doing that? We've both because done that. Just like him. <laughs> we've both done it now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh God, Rod Serling. It is so close. It doesn't help me that I wrote Rod is a stewardess. <laughs> so it's just reading as Rod Stewart at this point. <laughs> anyway, when they show Rod, he's doing his opening. He looks like, doesn't he look like he's a stewardess and he's just sitting there? And he looks all hunched over. I'm like, why is he hunching? Like he's ducking, like he's in a, going to hit his head in the ceiling fan. Like, why is he ducking? I, so weird. Me per- well, me personally, I was like, he, 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 there's no doubt in my mind he just came out of the bathroom. <laughs> he's like, I can get back he, in there. No, nah, he just came out, you know, just got done washing his hands, I think. Yeah. The, uh, the whole, there's a whole scene here where they're, they're going really fast, like we mentioned. They keep showing the, for no so reason, the main stewardess comes out, I don't know her name, uh, comes out, Janie, and she comes out and she decides to tell the other uh, flight attendant that they're not, they're traveling through time. She doesn't really know what's going on, so she kind of says this really vague, cryptic answer, and the girl's like, freaking out, obviously. And she's like, don't worry about it. Go serve milk, coffee, and tea. Just, you know, smile on your face. Bye-bye. And then... Uh, Remember, she, smile. Yeah. She immediately spills a bunch of drinks on this guy. And uh, she's like, he's like, are you nervous? I'm like, well, you know, a heavy date with some uh, dicking just makes you a bad stewardess. It just makes... You know, she's got her mind on that heavy dick. Dude, uh, that heavy date is all she could think about and how she's not going to make it now. <laughs> yeah. That heavy flow date is going to... It's not gonna work out well. Yeah, she should be happy about it. Um, I don't know why ever. You know, these two guys have this internal speed radar. I don't understand that. They just they can feel only those two guys. They can feel it. I I feel the need. I feel like we're moving faster. Like we're but hey, uh, you know, we got Magellan though who can see it. So that's what's more important. We have what? Oh, Magellan. Yeah, yeah. He can see it. Yeah. Just look, he has to look up a little bit. That's yeah. all. And they, they start going. This is when they hit Mach 1, and you get that whole, like, you know, you hear the sound boom there. And then, um, they, you know, the, the stewardess comes into the cockpit, and she's like, people are freaking out back there. You need to get on the thing. And he's like, he's like, they're funny scared. Them and me. And I expect him to be like, them and me. Go tell the passengers I'm scared as well. <laughs> like, just pass it on to her. Can you tell the passengers I shit myself up here? Well, you know, we're going down, so uh, hit the horn. And he just hits a switch that that turns on the signs of uh, uh, fasten seatbelts and no smoking. <laughs> and he's so, like, that was important. We're, we're cruising and we'll be fine. Boring. Oh, my God. Boring dude. actor. The way he talked was just awesome. <laughs> it's weird because he sounded exactly like the guy from Airplane. He sounded like, Ro- oh, what is that guy's name? Robert. The one that does Unsolved Robert's- Mysteries. Robert Stack? Yeah, Robert Stack. He sounds just like him. The same, like, very boring, but, like... You know, kind that of is this. Robert Stack. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> is him Phoenix? John Anderson? <laughs> no, Robert Stack's in there. Isn't he? No. That's John Anderson. I thought, it was, I thought it was Robert Stack. No, no. Robert Stack was another Twilight Zone actor, but not in this one. I could have sworn that was Robert goddamn Stack. No, I'm looking at it. John Anderson. Fuck! Well, I've been living the lie. 
He sounds exactly like him, though. It's kind of amazing. Like they're they're cut from the same cloth here, but exactly why I thought it was him. <laughs> I was I, like convinced. It's the exact same like droll droning on and on and on and like. Passengers were all going here, and it's like God. What are you? I'm falling asleep. You're so goddamn boring. Oh, just no, no charisma whatsoever, but somehow fascinating. I don't understand it. The uh, <laughs> they decide here that since they, you know, their speed increased by a bunch, that they're gonna go down. This scene drove me goddamn nuts. They go, we're gonna go down below the clouds. We're gonna go see what we're looking at here. We're gonna see where we are, and there's a strong chance we're gonna hit something on the way down. And I'm like, how many fucking planes are in this area? What are the strong chances? Practically zero. In New York? Above New York? They don't know they're in New York. They think they should be half across the country by now. The whole thing they're going down for is they don't know where they are yet. Yeah, but, well, it was fun. Okay, because, you know, the the radio operator, he kept on, like, he would go, like, uh, Boston. Boston, you got a copy? Ah. No, uh, you know, he'd say another town, another yeah. town I never heard of, another town I never heard of, and then you know, I, okay, Idlewild, Idlewild, nothing, and then he says something very weird. He goes, "No soap." Yeah, I went. There's no soap. What? That fucking weird ass co-pilot was so said the weirdest shit. Yeah, no soap. There's no. I got. I got no soap, Captain. There's nobody on the radio. Yeah. I so the next time I call somebody and they don't answer, I go, no soap. <laughs> I guess that that would be the term for that now. I, I or guess. was I don't know what that means. I'm sure there's some sort of military term for that. I don't know, but it's going to be a term for uh, somebody who doesn't answer my next phone call. I'll give you that much. <laughs> no fucking soap, motherfucker. Uh, and then this the next ten minutes is them describing things they see out the window without showing it because they can't. Because it'd be too expensive. No, no, they do. No, we not mean? until after. After well, they... they they show the horrible dinosaur, which I can't imagine audiences back in '61 thought that was good. And from the actors, uh, you know, from their interviews post this uh, airing, they all said how cheesy it looked too. Well, really. Oh, they hated it because, you know, they, they they didn't see it until they saw it on the TV because, you know, they're actors. It's yeah. not like they were looking at a dinosaur, obviously. Hold on, hold uh, on, hold on. What? No no dinosaurs? There was claymation, buddy. What? Yeah. What? For three... And uh, uh, Mark Zickery wrote in his Mark Zickery book that it cost them $2,500 for those uh, dinosaur scenes. But then uh, Glenn Clayton Johnson, or, no, I'm sorry, um, uh, some other guy who wrote a bigger book. John Washington more Carver. Detailed. Yeah, him. <laughs> Junior. <clears throat> anyway, uh, he, he said it was like 39 something or other, $3,900. So big dispute about that. About that. I mean, the TZ... Um, you know, community is uh, is a, is like in a in a, a uproar. forever uproar about that. So, 
That's weird. I can't believe the Titanic didn't really go to the dinosaur times. No, sorry, buddy. It's not really a time machine. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, Are these not documentaries? No, this is the Twilight Zone. They're uh, just stories they made up. Yep. I'm sorry. I think I'm quitting the show. <laughs> Been living a lie, huh? <laughs> so anyway, um, this is when... This is when they bring in the fucking Vaseline, dude. <laughs> it was the second time. Sorry, it looks like you're still talking. What? Huh? <laughs> no, I saw you still talking, so I guess I'll join. <clears throat> um, second time for Vaseline. What? <laughs> the hell's going no. on in this flight? <laughs> no, they were all cool, calm, and collected until the second time they go back into time to try to, you know, they see the dinosaur. They're like, well, we went back in time. Yeah. So let's just. Re redo what we just did, go real fast and shit, uh, you know, and jump. And they jumped. If anything, it should have just brought them back even further. That's what I thought. But no, it jumped them, you know, almost to sixty-one. Yeah. Close. And can you can you explain this to me? How the first time that was like hours, and that took them from you know nineteen sixty-one to prehistoric times. And the second time, they're like, let's go back up, and then we'll do it for about three and a half minutes. Uh, at time constraints, because it was a half-hour TV show. No, yeah, but they're spending time like, I can't believe that's a Hudson, and that's over there. He's like doing a goddamn airplane tour of, of Manhattan, and... and <laughs> Just so much time could have been. It just seemed like those. The, Everything's the, there except the you know the city and eight million people. That's yeah, all. That's it. Who cares? That's fine. Strange. I don't know why but, all the islands weren't together back then. Like why there was the exact same landscape. You can pinpoint where New York City is back then. Yeah, which uh, by the way, I, I was reading online uh, the that actual island back in prehistoric times when a brontosaurus was alive. The New York Island wasn't didn't exist yet. It was exactly. still underwater. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't yeah. Have, the, the land didn't look so, the same it did back then. No, the continuity was way off here. Yeah, come on, guys. Pay attention. I mean, he spent so much time, you know, making sure that what they said in the cockpit was really what pilots would say to each other back then. But uh, as far as, you know, if, they, they really if focused on New that, York though. existed back then, they didn't. They didn't go too far deep into that one. So, yeah. They try to go back up. They redo it. And they they get excited. Even, you know, even the captain blows his goo too soon and says, hey, we'll be landing in a few minutes because there it is. New York City yeah. rock on. But, uh, yeah. Uh, they have trouble raising the tower again. And then the guy... He's like, oh, what? <laughs> what the fuck? A You're what, in a what? I don't know anything about jets or anything, but uh, if you need to land here, you can. Uh, well, I don't know what that radar thing is you're talking about, even though we have it. Yeah, even though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Yeah, they see uh, the World's Fair out the window. It's 1939, which is a really good time to uh, go kill Hitler for a chance. That's what I thought. Maybe go kill Hitler? I don't know. Good time to do it. Might as well. Yep. Right? Yep. I thought so. But then again, I don't think the airport was big enough for the Boeing 707 to land. Well, they could have found somewhere. Uh, I'm also one of those guys in real life that wouldn't go back and kill Hitler. 
Because I believe Why it might have been necessity. He was a he was a what necessity? A necessary, a necessary evil. Like if he didn't happen, maybe be okay. you know we all have blown each other up like crazy by now. I uh, I get like there a, a lot of medical advances wouldn't exist if it hadn't been yeah. for the evil shit that he did to people. Yeah. Well, I'm but, thinking more like if that didn't happen, maybe when by the time we got nukes and shit, like a few years later, maybe it would have been way worse. Yeah. It could have just, well, you know, humanity would have been wiped out. We'd never know. I'm not, it's not worth it, risking. Do you think we only nuked Japan and not Germany because we knew Germany had them too? I think it's more because Germany is surrounded by white people and we didn't want to kill white people. But yeah, yeah, uh, maybe. We were bombing enough of them. I mean, why not? The uh, new- a, little, a, little, a little bombing never hurt anybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, it did. <laughs> no, not one. It, it, it hurt plenty of people. <laughs> no, nah. That's a, that's a myth. They, they weren't precision guided. They were kind of like, I mean. They kind of just uh, crop dusted them, really. <laughs> it was really just, let, yeah. let's, let's have a shit ton of them fall. And we'll kind of, you know, I mean, you know, averages are averages. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Let's, let's move forward here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yeah. I had this, I had this thing here, uh, real quick. The guy says, you know, we'll be in Schenectady before no time. And I was like, Schenectady. And I started thinking of the, uh, what's his name? God damn it. What's his fucking name? Charlie Kaufman. If you know who he is, he'd made like a, Charlie Kaufman. he's a writer. He also made a movie. He, he made it like a, being John Malkovich. No, oh. and he he wrote a bunch of movies I love. Like uh, he wrote he wrote Nick Cage. Nick Cage plays him actually in adaptation, and then uh, he plays him and his his twin brother, which never really existed. It's a really good movie. Anyway, writer, fucking awesome guy. I love him. He made a movie called uh, it's a play on words. It's called Schenectady, New York, but it's not Schenectady like the town is spelled. It's called it's the word that means like part of something, meaning the whole thing. It's S Y N E. C D O C H H E or something like that. Anyway, it's spelled okay. it's, it's pronounced exactly like Synecdoche. And there's this thing I love because <laughs> I was always like, "How do you say that fucking word?" So I found this website and I thought this was a legit site. It's on YouTube, and it's called a uh, you know how to pronounce Synecdoche, and it was a pronunciation manual on YouTube. And this is how they pronounce Synecdoche. I play the little clip here. It's like eight seconds. It's so. Okay. I want to show you the word. Uh, and again, it's S Y N E C D O C H E. Okay, you got it. Uh, uh okay. Sign a kind of doty chody. Sign a kind of doty chody. Sign a cody doty chody. That's it. It's a simple little video, and I was like, wait. And it took me. I was like, oh. So sigh, nana kind of doty jody. It's so goddamn funny. I don't know. I, I can't get over it. I've watched the thing a thousand times. Though. I mean, they have a ton of those videos on there. They're just mispronouncing things. I love that yeah, kind of uh, trolling. Totally that, that kind of trolling is fun. What? Totally wrong. It's totally wrong though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not even trying to be close. Like no. The, the one for Frappuccino. He goes. 
like drinking the cappuccino goes Fabiocado or something like that. It says something way off. <laughs> um, Find it. <laughs> yeah, I have it pulled up here. Uh, anyway, oh, the cappuccino. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Oh, who doesn't like cappuccino? Oh, here's frappuccino. Here you go. Here's fajita. Fatty jaddy. <laughs> Fatty jaddy. Fatty jaddy. Here's mayonnaise. Mio de noche. <laughs> Buenos dias. Mi amo. Mio de noche. Mio. Hello, my name is mayonnaise. Uh, yeah, astronaut. <laughs> Ass donut. <laughs> Entrepreneurship. Eeny teeny peeny shrimp. <laughs> Eeny a teeny peeny shrimp. I love when they do the extra syllable. He says eeny peeny deeny shrimp, and then the next time he goes eeny a uh, peeny. <laughs> like, <laughs> she didn't get that. For Sinado, she goes, or uh, Schenected, he goes, Sina kind of doty to it. And the next time he goes, Sai, nina kind of doty to it. <laughs> Adds on to it. Anyway, love that shit. I, I listen to those. It's like every once in a while, I just look into it and, and just laugh, and because you forget about it next time you listen to it. But uh, yeah, amazing. No. Uh, <laughs> anyway, this is Twilight's an episode here somewhere. Uh, uh yeah, uh, uh, the Odyssey of Flight Thirty Three. Uh, the one of the rare fucking episodes that doesn't have an ending. Yeah, yeah, it's uh really left in the air, literally. It's uh, like it was so jarring. <laughs> they get, they're like 1939. He's like, we're almost running out of fuel. Guess we'll have to go back up and try again. And I was like, God, you are you are fucked. Yeah, and I'm like, cool. Where are they going to end up next? And then Rod starts talking. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I wish he was at the end of his like in the Twilight Zone. By the way, they all crashed and died. <laughs> <Doo-doo-doo>. <laughs> like, oh my God, no, he put brutal. he. he Dude, he, he put too much, he put too much pressure on on me. Uh, every time I hear a, it's just a Christopher Nolan of Twilight episodes. You really got to think about how you want at the end. Well, he 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 let he gave it up to us. It's now it's our fucking problem. I think what happened was those two men continued to sweat while everyone else in the cabin didn't sweat at all because I couldn't figure that the fuck out. Yeah, like three out of five of them were just covered in Vaseline. Maybe maybe they just ran out. Yeah, the pilot and Magellan were just dry, super dry. And then the rest of them were just like, like again, like oh, uh, airplane. Oh, dude, the radio guy, he was, he was just. Yeah, he was drenched. He was he downright was, moist. Him, yeah, him, the co-pilot, and Priscilla were just, they were drenched. And they were all bigger than the other two. So it was probably because they were fat. That could be why. That could be why. Yeah. Uh, or I sweat a lot for, you know, just sitting in place. I think it was because they had something to live for. And it seemed like our pilot and Magellan just had each other and, you know, giving each other orders and having conversations. And really nothing else outside of that. Well, they're already uh, they're together. Those. I mean, you could. I mean, the oh. chemistry between the two were just, it was just magical. Do you remember when we talked about Bad Boys 2 and all the product placements? 
and I've told you about the semis that kept driving by. They just ran, and uh, it's on my TV here, and a Pepsi truck just drove by them, and they cut back to it, and you see the whole truck driveway in the background. I was like, God, happened so many yeah. times in this movie. I fucking hate it. Oh, yeah. Oh, anyway, Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> Drink your Mountain Dew over there, Frank. Oh, yeah. Drink my Dr. Pepsi, Pepper. Pe- Pepsi's so much better than, than Coke. Coke sucks, my cock. It's all the same. I was not. There is nothing like Mountain Dew. Don't tell me Mellow Yellow. You can take Mellow Yellow and shove it up your dick hole because it's not true. Just I, saying. Uh, no, that's a uh, every 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 time we stop doing Twilight Zone reviews, I I shove large amounts of soda up my up my urethra and it just have a ball. It's Isn't a, it like the best thing in the world? It's refreshing. It's like a Mountain Dew. You know, it's literally like a Mountain Dew. Because I shove it's that just up my people too. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I think it's the burn that you really like. I'm not going to deny that. Well, uh, you know, I mean, it's just you hear this. Oh, God, you get more clips. You're riding on a jet airliner en route from London. Oh, shit. That's the intro. I'm You're sorry. riding in it. You had to fuck something up once. A global jet airliner. The Titanic. Uh-huh. From London to New York on an uneventful afternoon in the year 1961. But now reported overdue and missing and by now searched for on land, sea, and air by anguished human beings, fearful of what they'll find. But you and I know where she is. You and I know what's happened. So if some moment, any moment, I know. you hear the sound of jet engines flying atop the overcast, so engines that sound searching and lost, engines that sound desperate, shoot up a flare or do something, that would be Global 33 trying to get home from the Twilight Zone. Uh-oh. Dude. I've spent a fortune in flares in the last 13 years of my life because of that episode. I know what happened to them. You know, it's not really a mystery. Here it is. Magellan! (laughs) There you go. That's it. That's how it happened. And then time starts. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if they crashed in the dinosaur era and then just left their plane there? And just like, you know, just the, the scientists discovering that crash like millions of years later, just blowing their goddamn minds. Yeah. Like this metal is millions of years old and it's perfectly preserved. Like, it just fuck with time so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, man. It's just like, they, yeah, they got to crash eventually, right? I mean, well, so what do you think happened? Do you think you think that's what happened to them? They just crashed after that? I think these guys. What what do I really think, or what do I jokingly really think? Both. Uh, I really think they got back to their time, yada yada yada, because that's what he says. You know what really happened? You and I both know what really happened. That's what he says there. And he can't, I only say that because in the intro he goes, these men are a well-oiled machine. You know, they're perfectly in sync with each other. So I assume that means, you know, they're, they're going to find their way. What I, what I personally think should have happened is they just goddamn crash. Just <laughs> into themselves. Like they time travel into themselves and they crash. And then it's just a fucking mystery when they land on 1960. Who knows when the fuck they land. And... It's just this weird mystery that happened. 
they got two serial numbers in the same plane, and they can't they can't figure it out. Or two the same serial number in two planes. I meant to say, and that that's way more entertaining <laughs> to me. I mean, you ever hear of those like weird like what's the last plane crash that like I mean Malaysian Airlines? It didn't crash. They just don't know where it is. Still, <laughs> they still haven't found it. I don't think so. Hmm. Last I looked, and that was two years ago. <laughs> I, went, I, went out, I, looked. I went out looking in the desert for it and couldn't find it. <laughs> Some bitch ain't here. <laughs> hey, but there's be. that boat Char- Charlie Manson got here somehow. <laughs> the Flytanic landed over here. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the Flytanic crashed. Dude, <laughs> I I have time stuck in my head now because that damn plane crashed. <laughs> All I want to hear is Kicking around on a piece of ground Waiting for someone or something to show you the way Tired of flying in the sunshine Anyway, uh, can we do the whole song using terrible terrible noises? And you start singing Oh my god, can we do the whole the whole oh. album that way. <laughs> it's gonna get really crazy oh. once that uh, black lady starts singing the that whole section. Oh yeah, it's um, what was what, that song? Uh, fucking the great big green sky. Great big sky. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be fun to yeah. do. <laughs> it's not helping. You're wearing a goddamn Pink Floyd shirt. <laughs> oh my god, I am. <laughs> it's a different album. I'm wearing the wall. Yeah, I, I don't understand how you can't live with animals. I still don't I, get it. You keep saying I don't like it. I just don't. It doesn't do anything for me. I like it. It's I just don't like understand why horrible for me. I love it. Why are you gonna give me shit, Frank? Let's uh, wrap this. Let's wrap this bitch up. What? Echoes, at least echoes. I don't yes. really know echoes. You don't know echoes? Not really. Dude, live from Pompeii. You ever see watch yeah, any I've of seen it? That. Yeah. There you go. That, that's echoes. Oh. I mean, half 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 of it's echoes, really. Yeah. What like echoes, and then uh, what uh, take controls from the heart of the sun. Yeah. Dun, 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 when they get dun, too dun, out dun, there dun, and too noodly with the guitars, I start to tune out. I really do. A lot of their the, older stuff the, was yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah. The the most I'll go is a uh, shine on your crazy diamond. When it's yeah, that, I think that, that, that music's like, amazing though. But that's as far as I'll go with the noodly music. Otherwise, it's too Grateful Dead for me. I just can't. And that's one of like their last songs that they actually did that. I mean, you can't. There's not too yeah, many more songs after that they did that. that. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the changeover. I suppose. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you have anything else to say about this uh, stretched out thin episode? Because I don't like it that much, and you appear to love it. Oh, I just, I just loved it, the the simplicity of it, how they could do it all in one basically scene and one stage scene. Like uh, every once in a while, you'll see them in the back of the plane, but yeah. it's 
three times maybe. The whole freaking episode takes place in the cockpit between these, you know, four guys and Rod Serling look like guy, right? Just always Rod Serling. But it's amazing that on IMDb this one's an eight point one when the let you know the the one before this, you know, uh, twenty two was only an eight point oh. It's like there's such a vast difference in my opinion, but I guess not to yours. So and I would I rather say I like the high, previous I one guess. better. I like the What's 22. That? I like 22 better than this one. Did you really? Yeah. This one's just too blah. Just sitting around. I, I just liked it. I don't know why I liked it. Yeah. I mean, the, I liked it as a kid. I don't know. You know, it's it, well, the dinosaurs, of course. <laughs> uh, not so much that, but just, I don't know. I like the, it's too simplistic. I like. I feel like I'm. A... I like the choices it made. I like the choices it made. How it just just how it it ends. I don't know. The the choices it was different. It There's was definitely different good than stuff a lot of episodes. Yeah, I don't hate it. It's just um, a little too simplistic for me. Where I found it just kind of boring, and I could not handle another shot of them. Oh my god! Let me describe exactly what we're looking at. Well, you can't see it. They could have done some, exter- you know, exterior shots of the plane in the clouds. They did one single shot of the plane going down, and it drove me nuts that they saw the dinosaurs and then everyone else is looking out the windows the whole time and they didn't see shit. Like they're all just like, <laughs> like the, none of everybody, yeah. nobody's looking out the window, nobody, except those two kids. <laughs> She mentions those two kids are tearing the back, you know, the the tourist section of the plane apart, wherever the fuck that is. Well, she <sighs> she did no, no, she came in after the dinosaur thing, and and their their reaction to her coming in telling her was hysterical, because she comes in to say something. They're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> like they just keep cutting her off so she can't talk. <laughs> the backhand. <laughs> Shut up, you hole. <laughs> you three holes on legs, get out of here. <laughs> and, and, and and tell the girls to keep at it. <laughs> I just I don't hate this one. I just kind of, it's I don't know. It's kind of boring, too boring for me. I just well how, well you know the next one coming up uh, should be a scream. There are some season two is very very weird for me because it has the best episodes and also some the worst. really fucking boring terrible ones. Not the worst. I'd save that for season four and season five. Some, those are some of the worst ones. With, see, the hour it was ones. it was weird. Like see, like okay, episode or season. Would you say season one was the most loaded with the heavy hitters? They want to call them. They like to call them heavy hitters. You well, know, that makes more ones. sense because you know Rod had all these scripts saved up and all these great ideas, and they used to. You know, we're not sure if we're gonna get a season two, so let's do that. Now yeah. they had great scripts, but some of the episodes didn't pan out that well because they didn't have the money yet. Uh, and then season three rolls around, and you're like, okay, now we got the money. They're not doing, videos. but now we don't have any scripts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the kind of the you know that's, that's how it goes. That's why honestly, anthology shows don't last that long. Like season five of Twilight Zone is kind of amazing. Most most series don't last that long. No, um, I think Alfred Hitchcock had like four or five series that <laughs> went like three years. He just could could not keep the legs running underneath him, uh, which uh, ironic because that man never fucking ran. Um, <laughs> I don't think he did much of anything. No, uh, just got fatter. Yeah, he did Orson Welles himself, but 
<laughs> you know what I mean, though? It's kind of like sketch comedy. You can only do so many the... seasons. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, do you think season two could have been better with if they had more money with, with the scripts that they put out? Uh, better? Yeah, definitely. This episode could have been a lot better if they had folk, you know, spread out that money and just shown something outside of the plane. Something. Like, uh, maybe... Then you, then you got to realize all that video that we've had to deal with was so they could do an episode like this. That's sad. I can't believe that shit costs that much. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And it, because they can do simple stories, like my favorite episode, Shadow Play, there's nothing to it. The, the thing is, though, it has an amazing script. It has this great cast. Every, everything works in tandem with each other, and it just it flows. They, I feel like they could have done a couple more drafts of this script and had a, a solid episode out of it. But instead, they went the lazy route. That's what my biggest problem is, I guess. Well, he went the lazy route because he didn't, he didn't even write half the thing. You know, he took he took you know half of half of the scribblings of some uh, you know two other dudes that knew more about you know aviation than he did. Yeah, but imagine if like the Fast and the Furious Nine came out and it was like half written by a car guy and like the scriptwriter barely touched it. You're just sitting around talking about the car and how the car works, and you're like, "Fucking race the car!" Like, "Oh, we don't race the cars. We just talk about them." You'd be like, "Go ahead, drive the fucking car. Do something. Be superheroes like you are." It's just uh, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't work. It really doesn't for me. What number are they on? Uh, they just did eight. I think it was fate, right? They're doing a nine, aren't they? No, they'll probably do thirty. I know. I don't see why uh, they would stop at this point. The the one with the safes when they were tying the safe around with the Mustangs. That's the last one I saw. Yeah, that was. I saw five and I saw seven. The one with the last one with Paul Walker. Mm. And then uh, my mom cried in the theater. And then uh, we went out in the lobby and, and we're like. And she's Why like, was she crying in the theater? No, she wasn't crying in the theater, and everyone else was crying because, you know, the whole bye-bye to Paul Walker thing happened. They did a whole, like, goodbye Paul Walker thing because he just died. And then uh, she came out of the theater, and she's like, why was everybody crying? And we had to tell her that Paul Walker died. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> she had no idea. I loved it. It's like, <laughs> she didn't know? She had no idea. She's uh, she's detached. It's, uh, it's uh, delightfully adorable. She just had no idea. Well, if... I mean, it, to be honest with you, the only reason why I knew about it is because uh, the driver was a, a, an actual driver. Yeah. You know, like, and yeah, it was, he was a Porsche factory driver too, and they crashed in a Porsche, sadly enough. You know, yeah, their they're, they're front collision, there's nothing there. The engine's in the back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Porsches are kind of dangerous. Kind of. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, R.I.P. Paul Walker. Um, yeah, uh, I can't believe Odyssey of Flight 33 got to Paul Walker somehow. It did. It found <laughs> a way. And, uh, well, yeah. his car was kind of the Flytanic. It was the Rotanic. It, it, uh, oh, oh, my God. Dude. It didn't make it. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this is a scene in Bad Boys 2 I was telling you I hate so much. It's with all the dead titties. Fucking so stupid. Anyway, we got to get out of here. We're like an hour. Uh, you want to do your plugs? <laughs> want to do your plugs, buddy? Well, way off topic radio and at links on Twitter. And if you guys are wondering what way off topic radio is like, you've pretty much been here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This episode is way more way off topic than Twilight's Zone Review. 
It really is. It's because I'm I'm heavily drinking and you're smoking and <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm smoking cigarettes. We talk. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then uh, it's just you know, it's nonsense. Anyway, point is, is uh, my plugs are are amazing. Uh, you should check out my plugs. They're so good. My sites and my things are amazing. Go check them out. Um, By the way, speaking of your sites, uh, the new, um, the last couple things you've been doing with your books, loving it. Yeah. Did you watch American Eleven yet? Uh, where yeah, it kept. I, I like how you switched from different camera angles a lot during <laughs> it. It was really good. I like that. And that's the only thing you like. One was in black and white. I don't know why. <laughs> I just kept changing because I went to a documentary thing. Yeah, it was it. really good. Like, uh, and you could tell that it was like, uh, like some of them you went on a little long with them. Like, like you just went on to a rant, you know. But they were just great. I mean, like, at one point I think it was like, uh, it was like number six or something on how uh, it was like the, it was a self self helpless book right yeah is american 11 so yeah by six you were so fucking jumbled in your head that you almost <laughs> lost it because like i was i was having such a hard time following it but i was still there <laughs> but then you you like almost lost it because i almost lost what you were talking about but then somehow you reeled it in and you you hooked that motherfucker, and I was like, okay, he's back on track. I, yeah, I had a couple things because I was playing devil's advocate the whole time, where I was like, I know you're so special, and I was like, but wait, if I'm a pro- make you know, you made me because I'm here for your amusement, then I I'm against. Wait, it's like I really because had to work victim, it out in my mind in the so moment. It means I'm against you because yeah. you're a victim, but I'm not against you. I'm here for you because I revolve around you. So <laughs> yeah. that makes me. Uh, it doesn't matter what that makes because you're perfect because you're always right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, um, and then you paused and you were like, it, and then you start doing this with your hands <laughs> <laughs> back and forth, like a, in a circle. Yeah. And then you, you, what you finally finished with like the ending. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe he brought that home, but it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It came together in some sort of weird, I don't want to say magical, but that's what it felt like in the moment. Because I'm like, I don't know how I pulled that out of my ass. For like, just kept going and going and going, and then yeah, it just somehow worked out. I don't know. I don't know if it's any. And good, then but number seven, and you were just you know, you know you just kept on going, man. It was beautiful. I thought I thought it was a step. I was in I was in tears by like number ten. I think number ten. I just lost it. It's funny because I recorded it all super fast. Like I mentioned, like the first recording I did in 25 minutes, 26 minutes. And then I started editing it, and I'm like, I didn't do number 10. So I had to go back the <laughs> next day and record number 10 and then put it in the show and then re-edit it, and it was, it was fun. I, I did have one question for you. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Now, when you were doing all that, you know, going through the steps, did now when it came up, you know, number 1 through 11 or however many there was, um, did you, like, say that? as you were standing there in front of the green screen or did you add, add, add did you edit those parts in that was all, all everything on in the audio is from the green screen shots i didn't so you went number nine yeah and you said it out loud and then boom you know because you would edit the video but as far as doing the audio so you were just okay 
Because I was either going to say, because you either did that, you know, all at once, or that was a great edit with sound and everything, because it sounded completely, like, on point. So, all right. Yeah, that was that all in the green screen. I have, I have a list in my door. It's still hanging there. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> uh, literally, the only script I have for that whole episode is just the steps, the names of the steps. And I could tell, it. yeah. And it was just then, me going off in the, again, the whole Snow Dogs thing. I had no idea that was going to appear in there. <laughs> And I came up with this. My favorite line, one of my favorite lines is the snow plantation. <laughs> it was so hard not to when stop laughing. Count, <laughs> that was one of the times I was in uh, tears. <laughs> and but then, no, uh, I, I didn't mean to, you know, cut, cut, cut you off into your plugs in there. I'm just saying it's just, it, no, it's, it's, it's just fun. old man. <laughs> my, my favorite line in the whole show um, was number 12. When I got down to the putting them in boxes thing. And I'm like, yeah. people love to be categorized. Why else would they be black? <laughs> like, they have the audacity <laughs> to be black and not be labeled. <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't know. I love that stuff. I love being uh, super sarcastic, the whole fucking thing. And nobody's going to watch it, but it's fun. I don't care. I do it for myself at that point. <laughs> uh, but I'm watching it, and, you know, I'm getting entertainment out of it. So yeah. you, you are making a little boy smile. Yeah. I was like, this is long, but I don't care. <laughs> every every other episode of America, I'm like, I gotta cut this down, gotta cut this down, gotta shave this off. And this one, I'm like, just gonna let it fly. That's how I do everything. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just let it go because I'm having fun doing it. And hopefully, that translates into people who are listening having fun hearing it. And yeah. uh, I think it translates. I don't know. If yeah. it doesn't, I still had fun doing it. So <laughs> the only thing I cut out of that entire episode, because I said I used what twenty-one out of twenty-eight minutes, was just like pauses and like little setups and like the you know setting up the I, camera and walking in. That took like a minute or two, and then it was just me going like starting a sentence and being like, "Wait, how do I need to start this sentence?" Okay. So how many cameras did you have rolling at the same time? Just two. Oh, that's it. Okay. What kind of cameras do you use? I have the GoPro, which was that secondary camera one, the one off to the side. And then I have like a uh, fucking... I know it. This one right here, this Canon. Oh, right on. Okay, cool. Yeah, but yeah, you, yeah, yeah the GoPro. GoPro. I, I love the GoPro. Gotta love the GoPro, don't you? I do. It's just the, the safe file size is way too big. Like it's double the size of that other camera, but... Ah, uh, dude, I'm telling you, the the... The GoPro Five Black, you know, it's so much better now, man. The the sizes are a lot smaller. Yeah. You know? oh, okay. Uh, and the six just came out. The only difference between the five and the six, so just buy the five because you don't need this difference, is when you're recording in 4K, you can finally go to 60 frames per second instead of 30. Oh, okay. That's the only difference. So who yeah. gives a fuck? It's not so just buy the five. Yeah, buy yeah, five and save some money. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the only difference between uh the Hero Three and the Hero Four is the camera, the screen in the back, and I'm like, I'm pay, I paid a hundred dollars extra to get a screen in the back so I can see the what the fucking camera shooting. Yeah, because not seeing is if you don't have the app, you're it's useless. The camera's useless. You have no idea what it's showing. Dude, I used the first Hero they ever made forever, and I, you know, I bought that hundred dollars <clears throat> screen that plugs in, kills the battery. Hell yeah! But yeah, 
kills it just anyway. like the Wi-Fi does. Anyway, so yeah, it, once you're there, uh, watch American Eleven on Amer- you know YouTube.com/slash Lonely Wonderland. Definitely. Liw Studios. Those are fun sites, aren't they? Such a salesman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Links. So long, Sita Franks. <laughs> I'm getting desperate. Yeah. Goodbye, citizens. I'm so sorry. It's Frank's fault. (sighs) It's Frank's fault. Frank's fault. He called it. He owns it. (laughs) Bye-bye.